0: I'm Frankie in a yellow, out of uh, Freehold, New Jersey. I was uh, fortunate this year, a successful completion of the Grand to Grand Ultra two thousand and twenty-three after two previous failed attempts. Um, I uh, am a painter by trade and a CrossFit athlete as a hobby, and um, tried to carry that into my training. The first two times I did the race, and relative to me only. Um, Can't speak for others because everybody trains a certain way. Um, For the way my body reacts to tension, whether mental, physical, emotional, um, and what I put my body through on a daily basis doing labor as a painter and owning the business, um, I realized after those first two times that if I was going to complete it relative for me, and um, I was going to have to do it completely different. And um, I had a whole bunch of things happen this year, including getting married. Uh, finding out we're having our first baby and also training after a honeymoon on a truncated schedule uh, because there was no training before the wedding in June because I just, you know, was a little busy planning and keeping my wife uh, married, you know, engaged to me. And, uh, you know, but then I really put my pedal to the metal um, right after that. Um, And all by my wife, Uh, my wife, gave me the hall pass to try this race one more time. She believed I could really do it. I believed I could really do it even after 2022 when I was hurt halfway through the race. And she, the, the hall pass was contingent on her training me herself. My wife is an incredible endurance athlete. And she knows that I'm a short, stocky man, not a nice, slim endurance runner. She recognized that, recognized my limitations, if any, and put me on a program, diet, training regimen, and it was all different, all the way to the food I brought out there, how I managed my body out there, not so much with supplements and things, but uh, no high sugar foods or caffeine's or anything. Limited the pain pill, you know, the Tylenol, ibuprofens, and that combination um, getting me ready. I lost 30 pounds, uh, previous prior to the race after my honeymoon in June, um, lost 30 pounds. And I think I lost another 17 while I was out there. So, um, and the one thing that did not happen that happened every other time I went out there, I had not one cramp, not one body cramp, muscle cramp, uh, muscle fatigue. No, no nausea. I was, Um, I never got out of breath, even on some of the bigger climbs, it was short and short, um, periods rather than dragging it on through a checkpoint, uh, mileage period. So, you know, everything was different. Um, every single thing was different. Like I said, down to my socks was different. And I would have never been able to do it without my wife. She walked me through and she's not a marathon runner or an ultra marathon runner she's done a couple of ultra 35 50 mile runs she is a runner by trade and um she knows how to get the body ready and everything was completely different for me this year and how i did it and i really have to give her credit and i'm not just saying it because she's my wife i would not have been able to do it without her and her support her training and keeping me accountable whether out of respect or fear she kept me accountable, staying on a diet, and also sticking to my training regimen. So uh, that's how I did it this year. and that was what, that was, Those were the overall differences from previous
1: years. Yeah, Frankie, let's break all, let's break all that stuff down because it's, it's pretty crazy and fascinating Like how you attempted it twice and didn't accomplish it, and the third time it all kind of came together with a lot of help and changes. Yeah. So I think my first question would be then, like, why did you choose Grand to Grand as a challenge And then especially like you're saying, like as someone who isn't a typical endurance athlete, like you're not some. I can't stand running,
0: Derek, Derek, I'm not (laughs) a runner. I do CrossFit every day and I cringe when there's a 300 meter run or a mile. I, I, I just don't, I was built to run through things, not around things. So it's just not something I, I'm not like out there on a majestic run, enjoying the scenery. I'm just not built that way. Um, so it's, uh, it, it, I am definitely not your tip. And again, I don't even want to say typical because you know what, full disclosure, when you're out there, there are people of all ages, shapes, sizes, backgrounds, um, that go out there and are not afraid to go and challenge themselves. And I, I'm just speaking from my own experience of what I'm used to doing and especially not doing. Um, so, um. Why I went out there to begin with, I knew nothing about this race at all. Like I said, I was a strength athlete, hated running, and um, I ran this race under one of my dear friends' charity, the Jar of Hope. Uh, Jim Raffone, uh is the founder. Um, I know that the race, he's been doing this for, I think, seven years now, this race, um, we ran under a team moniker every year I've gone out there. Um, that's how it was brought to my attention. And of course, being the meathead that I am, I heard about this and this is in 2008, 2018 heard about it. And it was like, let's go. I'm ready. Let's do something. I never ran more than three miles ever in my life. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And we went out there. And I took everybody's information to go out there with him, and um, thought I would have my own training and the inspiration and the angel on my shoulder, of the foundation. And it, it just wasn't enough. That is a unforgiving situation out there in the desert for seven days. Um, but that's how it came about. I was presented it, and I jumped on the challenge to do it, having no clue what I was getting myself into. You know, we had people talking about it, but. I, I, even none of us except for Jim at the time had ever done something like this. We went out with a big team, 13 people, I think. And I think only, um, I think, uh, 10, um, three of us are the only three that did not finish. Um, and then the other 10, I believe 10 or 11 did, did complete it that year. Um, so that's how I got to know grand to grand. And it was a thorn in my side for all these years, not completing it. It affected me big time. And I, uh, I left something out there in the desert in 2000 and, uh, 2018 I did. And, um, I went back out and I got it this year.
1: So that's awesome. I think that shows a lot of like tenacity and dedication because it seems like a lot of people will maybe not accomplish a goal and then be like, oh, well, I couldn't do it. And then they're done and just kind of, yeah, it ain't, a it away
0: away at me for years. My own family was saying to me, my, like my parents. They, I was devastated when I came out of the race. And as much as I thought I was prepared now after completing it. And I know that's convenient to say now, but I was nowhere near for me. I didn't train the best way for me. I didn't have the best food for me. I didn't have the appropriate gear for me. My pack was 31 pounds my first year. Um, this year it was 17. So
1: yeah let's talk about some of that stuff because you you mentioned you made a lot of mistakes and a lot of changes you changed basically everything so what are some of the the big mistakes that you made in the first year maybe the second year too that that really affected um
0: i would say um you know i we shared so much information and you know what all the way down to the shoes to wear um i i will again convenient saying it because i did complete it this year So I can, I think I can speak to what is different, um, even though it sounds convenient, but um, the equipment was a big thing for me. The equipment was one of the, was all tied for first. The gear I brought, the training I did, the food I brought. I had a lot of, again, relative to my body, not begrudging anybody else for anything else they intake when they're out there. Everybody's different. Um, The food for me was not good. I was... Living out there on electrolytes and salt pills, and I wasn't regulating myself with with um, water and 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 uh, the proper foods. I was getting my proteins from from goo tablets and goo gels and caffeine from that as a and just pumping electrolytes and salt, and I couldn't regulate myself out there because I thought you had to take salt pills every 2 hours you had to take uh, Tylenol every 4 every 2 hours i was just so loaded i my body just wasn't prepared so gear and diet while i was out there were two of the biggest things the other big difference is i went out there uh, about 30 pounds lighter my first year with my pack i was 260 with the pack i was 230 pounds and i was another 30 pounds in a pack um, what a difference. I was literally almost 40 pounds lighter with everything going into, going into the race. Literally almost a full 35 pounds of less gear and less body weight this year than I was in that first year in 2018. So, you know, but that was my biggest miss. And I'll say a mistake. It's easy to say it now, but the biggest difference was my gear. And the body weight, my gear, the food, and my body weight were all were all the um while I was out there, all the big difference while I was out there. As soon as I got out there, leading up to it, training is a different whole different thing. All that stuff would have never even happened if I wasn't trained and already in shape before I went out there. I've never been in better shape going out there for this race than I was this year. So
1: yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think we've talked about it before on other podcasts, but like the consistency in training and like kind of getting your body prepped for it. Cause it is like, it's not just running. It's not just like a cross training or CrossFit type thing. There's no, like you are running, but you're also carrying a pack the entire time and having to, right. like, to kind of regulate your food intake. And like you're saying, you're all these things that could be practiced on in your training regimen. Right.
0: There's so much more to manage than the tumultuous task of 171.3 miles. There's to be honest with you, the mileage is not the problem. It's everything else. You're trying to keep your feet healthy. You're trying to keep your joints healthy, your internal organs healthy with hydration. Um, not losing hydration. Um, the food being, you know, everything regular eating, you know, like it's very difficult to eat, but I found myself hungry, which I did not. At any point in time in the year, previous two years, I was never hungry. It was, I was too nauseous to eat, you know, and this year I was like, Oh, I can't wait to eat. I was starving <laughs> and I would eat while I'm on the trail. That was the other thing. My first year, one of the things I brought out my first year because everybody was like, Oh, calories, you're a big guy, 230 pounds. You need calories. You need calories. I needed better calories and I didn't need as many as. I needed not more than what they require. I didn't have to, me, for my body weight, your body will survive a little bit longer than you think. It doesn't have to be, for me, I didn't have to carry 3,000 calories of food every day. I was, I survived with the 2,000 calories that they require, and it was 2,000 of good calories, not peanut butter. Did you ever try to eat peanut butter out in the desert?
1: Oh, it's terrible.
0: <laughs> Dude, come on, man. Come on. It was, I just it again. Some people do, and it works. It just didn't work for me. And sometimes it takes those negative results to, you know, honestly understand understand what you need to do, what's best for you. And what was best for me is what I did this year.
1: Now, so what did you change up? Because you were saying that your first couple of years, you had a lot of just caffeine, electrolytes, and that sort of thing. But now you I mean, had- I literally
0: had, I had, I had, I had Two dehydrated meals a day. I had the goo, the goo, um, liquid, you know, the goo packets. I had the goo blocks. I had <laughs> no vitamins, no vitamins. I had no magnesium, no, no turmeric, nothing to protect my joints in a in a stressed out state. I had, I had nothing. I had nothing. Um, I had peanut butter packets. I had candy for myself. I had, um, beef jerky, like Slim Jim beef jerky. I mean, I had the worst stuff for me out there and it's all heavy stuff. It was all heavy, you know, like, I mean, I had, I had probably four pounds in goo, goo blocks and goo, uh, tabs. The goo gels, I didn't bring one of those out with me this year, not one. Nothing with caffeine in it this year. I brought nothing with caffeine, nothing, nothing. Two dehydrated meals a day, you get the same calories from natural. My my wife made me homemade beef jerky and it was the four grams was 400 calories of natural homemade tender beef jerky. My teammate and I that survived all the way through, who I would have also never made it without Leanne, who you interviewed recently. Uh, my my guardian angel out there was her and I, the whole way, would have never made it without her. We were right behind each other, never went out, outside of five feet. And I might moan and complain. And all she'd say to me is, all right, well, let's keep going. And she just kept me going. We just kept Moving forward and we never broke our plan and we were both successful and we held hands every, the end of every day and at the end of the race. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, the back to the food, these are all the differences this year. Um, the, the, uh, the, uh, what else did I bring out there? I brought, um, I had instant potatoes, you know, you add water, garlic mashed potatoes. It was like having a steak. And then I would put my beef jerky in there, and I had plenty of calories. These were easy things to eat and easy on my stomach, and nothing harsh that my body really had to work to process. Like that processed sugar and stuff just did not work for me. And that's why I had, I was high energy. I was never tired. I even had a couple of uh, situations where we, we unfortunately had a week for some of our teammates because we were trying to keep a team together. Um, Leanne and I, and I was waiting at some points, 40 minutes at a checkpoint, even 45 minutes at the end of day two, because I didn't want to go in without my team, but I had so much built up in my body. Like I knew I could handle waiting an extra 45 minutes because I, I felt great. And it's, I would tell you, it's mostly the diet and not eating anything that made me sluggish or lethargic while I was out there. So.
1: Yeah, like hitting on the diet topic, I think that makes a huge difference because a lot of like typical like, say you're going to run a fifty k. For some people, they'll do all liquid calories or gels or something, and that that works for a few hours. Yeah, but when you're out there day in and day out, like your body can't survive on just straight sugar. So things yeah. that fill you up and give you the protein, the carbs, and the fats that you need are very necessary to be sustainable.
0: Yeah, and I think it's better in a food set in a food form, than in certain other ways through those like processed the processed sugars. And I get it. And some people use them and they're, they're great. But again, it just didn't work for me. You know, just, it just didn't, it just wasn't best for my, for my body. um, And what my body required under that tension. Here was another thing. I had the liquid IV, you know, the powder you put in your drink. In previous years, I had one in both bottles at every single checkpoint. I was so overloaded. With electrolytes, I, banana bags, none of this. I, I was just, my body just, I already shocked my body. It had no idea what I was doing to it. So it caused limitations with certain things. I cramped a lot in previous years. Um, instead of this time, I had two liquid IVs all day, one in the morning in one of my bottles, and then one at checkpoint three in one of my bottles. And then that was it. The rest was just managing my water and. I didn't, I didn't need it. I was regulating well this year out there and I didn't, I never ran out of water. I never was like parched for the, you know, I made it to all the checkpoints with the right amount of water. I really, I practiced that and it worked out.
1: Yeah. How did your training look when you were practicing your nutritional strategy? Like, did you practice mashed potatoes and stuff? Or
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. I was already dieting, you know, obviously because I had to hit, you know, I was, two hundred and thirty something pounds after my honeymoon because all I did was eat and drink and you know um uh, we partied like we were going to the electric chair our, our wedding but uh <laughs> I um my I, I did practice with some of the food, but I'm gonna be honest. I just practiced with the food that I knew would like the like guy I, I would work it into my daily routine because I do physical labor all day. So I'm already Burning calories all day I'm up and down a ladder all day, I work all day um i don't I'm not just a watching the painting at that I'm doing it, so I'm already like I work out pretty much all day some and to some extent um i uh i but I would work the food in during the day There's a couple of days I tried like a full day regimen, see how I was, but you know what honestly Derek, you can't simulate its in unless you do an actual hundred and seventy mile practice run you can't simulate everything all at once conditions your body the weight of your pack it's who has unless you're a professional doing this you can't you can't do it and I think that's what scares people from even trying something like this like it's immediately intimidating you know and look at me my first year I went in all cocky I was like oh I'm gonna handstand walk past the checkpoints that walk. I couldn't walk, walk, you know? So, um, I practiced that, but one of the other big differences for me? You put so much wear and tear, even as a larger man, there's so much wear and tear on your joints and your hips. I never stretched before or after during the day. I made sure we stretched at checkpoints. I, I stretched in the morning, stretched before I went to bed, when I was training, you'll think this is interesting. I never trained with a pack. I think five times I went out and trained with my pack. My wife's training schedule was time on my feet. So every week, I ran almost every day. And then every week, two of those days in the seven-day period, we increased the mileage twice a week. So I got up to... um Yo, know, I mean, i was fast forward. I got up to eight miles twice a week and then running all week. I got up to nine miles, then 10 miles twice a week up to, uh, I think I only got up to like 13 or 14 miles twice in a week. It was time on my feet. If I couldn't jog that much, because I didn't jog this race. I walked it. We hiked it. Leanne called it something. I'll remember it. Um, it was a, it was a, oh, it was a, It was a, it was a, it was a truffle. It was a trot and a shuffle. That's what we did. And we kept a 20 minute pace. I didn't try to sprint. I didn't try to run in between, run a little, walk a little. Again, that works for some people and it works for people that have completed the race and God bless them. It just wasn't working for me. So my training regimen was basically no pack weight and just getting that time on my feet and on my joints. And I was fully prepared the pack was so light, it didn't, I didn't even feel it when I was out there. I didn't even feel it. So time on my feet was the biggest thing and not so much training with the heavy weight. Because you're already putting that wear and tear on your body. I was already doing that. I didn't want to go out there already worn down training with weight for six months. Again, just for me. It works for others. It just didn't work for me. This worked for me.
1: Just speaking of your pack weight, like you, you said you dropped quite a few pounds just out of your pack. Like what kind of gear did you change and everything? Or was it all food?
0: Uh, well, I will tell you a lot of it was food. I think my food only weighed in at seven and a half pounds, whereas normally it was like 14. Literally, I cut my food in half because think of all the things I said I didn't have anymore. No goo blocks, no goo gels. Those are heavy. You know, two dehydrated meals a day. I didn't need that. I had some days I only had an instant potatoes in the morning. And then I had a ramen noodles at night, you know, like that's, and I put my beef jerky in it. You know, I took, I took collagen at night in my, um, collagen and a protein shake at night for muscle recovery. That was also a meal for me. So like, you know, I, I, the food was the biggest weight difference. I bought an ultralight sleeping bag, um, that, packed down in a compression sack down to like into a five liter compression sack. It was literally the size of a softball. Now I'm a big dude. My sleeping bag was a full size, but I got that thing compressed down to a softball. Um, My sleeping pad was ultra, uh, was uh, also ultra lightweight that weighed, I think it weighed less than a, it weighed a pound and a half, I think. Whereas my previous one was this thick, plush, wide thing that weighed probably three pounds. Um, I didn't bring all these extra, you know, uh, extra, um, clothes. I had two pairs of underwear. That's all I brought out there. One pair of shorts as opposed to two pairs of shorts. I had two shirts, not three or four shirts that I brought out there to change into these things add up, man. You know, um, you know how I packed my bag mattered to me. Where I had my stuff, um, my front pouch was not heavy. I had a um, a uh, WAA uh, pack, um, in the previous years as well, but I used another one this year. But I didn't have the side pouches. I didn't. I mean, my bag was full, but it wasn't packed and bursting at the seams this year, even with my. My blister kit. I had this big, chunky blister kit all those years. I, I brought tape and some um, antibacterial creams and a couple of syringe needle things, to pop blisters, and one roll of tape. I brought three rolls of tape one year. I mean, these things add up to just pounds and pounds, and I just went super lightweight, and I didn't know how much my bag was going to weigh. I didn't even weigh it until we got out there. And when they did it, I couldn't believe my food was only 7.3 pounds.
1: I couldn't believe it.
0: I was the most proud about my food weight than anything else.
1: So, Yeah. Like like you were saying, all that stuff adds up, like whether it's like in the form of gels or having too many clo- bits of clothing. Cause even like a couple extra t-shirts can maybe one by themselves. doesn't seem like very much. But if you carry yeah, that man. for a week straight, it adds yep. up.
0: So yeah, man, it was just like I said, Different, uh, just a different way to do it, man. Different way going about it. And, um, all that
1: combination
0: is why I finished.
1: Definitely. So why'd you keep coming back then? Because you, you didn't finish it twice and you came back the third time and finally all the pieces of the puzzle came together for you. Uh,
0: full disclosure. I, I lived with, it really did affect me that first year. I was, I was in a dark place. And devastated that first year. Um, I signed up for it the next year to go back out with the team. And um, I wound up tearing my calf in a CrossFit competition two months before the race. So I had to come out. Then COVID hit. And then I wanted my redemption in 2022. I wound up spraining every ligament in my, every ligament intended in my foot uh, to the point where my ankle and foot were as thick as my. Uh, calf and I took myself out of the race and I was, I was good. I was, I was, I was, I was okay with coming out of the race. I wasn't upset. I could have not gone back, but something ate away at me. I was like, you know, I really think I could do it. Like I really think I, I mean, I was in better shape than I was that first year, still not the shape, you know, I was, in this time, but I was in better shape. And even then I had a different food and whatever, but it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't as, yeah, I still wasn't where I was this year. And, um uh, I, I was okay with it. And I said something to my wife in January of uh, 2023. I was like, babe, you know, I, I really think I can do this. And she was like, okay, well, I'm going to let you go out there and do this. You know, we got a busy year. But I know you want to do it. It meant something to me. It meant something too. I had other inspirations, man. We found out after our wedding that we were having our a baby, having a daughter. Um I found out right before I left that we were having a little I I mean, I you want to talk about inspiration and going out there for the for Jim Rafone and Jar of Hope, who I have represented in many races and marathons. Um You know, I, uh, now being an expecting father and my having a stepdaughter already, who was five at the time, I had a whole other, nothing was stopping me. There was nothing stopping me from completing this race. Nothing. Um, I had every inspiration, uh, that I could have ever needed to, to complete the race. And here we are talking about it
1: now. So. Yeah, here we are. I think it's interesting how we all all have to kind of have a why, like a reason to do something because you just go out and like, I just want to run. It's like, yeah, you may or may not finish, but if there's something there in the back of your mind, that's like motivating you to go forward, whether it's a family or some sort of goal you have, like those things can be the difference between finishing and dropping out of a race.
0: Yeah, man. And they are, you're in those. Listen, Colin says it every time. He don't, don't be alone when you're out there. Um, Your enjoy, take in what you're doing. I didn't enjoy any of it. I was scared out of my pants the first time I went out. I wanted to just manage what was getting thrown at me the second time I was out there. And then this time I was attacking it. And I made sure I looked around and enjoyed things and stuff like that. And that's not easy to do. It's not easy to do that when you're out there in these elements Um, that, that darkness and being by myself and I tell everybody, everybody thinks, oh, that long stage must have been really, uh, you know, the long stage was not the most difficult part of this race for me. The day after was the most difficult part of this race. The day after having to do a marathon after doing 55 miles in two days, that was the most difficult. Second most difficult thing was Friday. Doing another marathon. Um, Those those were the problems I had. Um, Not the long stage, because the long stage you get into like a mental state, and you're just like, you know, you're in like a daze almost, and all you're doing is just moving. You're moving. You're moving, and that's what I did. Um, But uh, the mental darkness and that all that comes into play. Everybody warned us about that. Warned me about that, and that was you're in your head, like you would, you would just start crying out of nowhere, you know? And that was like, and you're like, why, why am I crying? Or I would think of something like just some memory that was happy. And I'd start crying or a song would come on and I'd be like, what, what am I crying for? But you're just so exhausted and you just want to feel anything other than the pain you're in being out there mentally and physically and emotionally. You're anything any kind of release and then you felt like a million dollars after you cried or after a million dollars after you you told a story to somebody i I talked to leanne the whole time you know we talked we we shared life stories and things and she cried i cried it was unbelievable
1: unbelievable so yeah this is really interesting but as we kind of wrap up here i know you're you're busy with work and stuff and you're in the middle of a kind of north northeastern storm but um yeah it's fine man you're good (laughs) Just real quick, like what kind of or what advice would you give to somebody who is maybe coming for their first time and wants to finish this race?
0: Um first let me say this. Um I would encourage anyone to challenge themselves to this thing. This was the biggest challenge and short of meeting my wife and being a dad um and getting married and having a family. This was my uh, next biggest accomplishment in my life, uh, more than graduating college, more than anything else. Um, again, behind my being, meeting my wife, marrying my wife, having a baby, um, becoming a dad instantly. Um, the grad, the, just the achievement itself was just unbelievable. And how low of a percentage of people that finished this race, including me, previous years – Um, it was, it was worth it. The story didn't, shouldn't, and didn't go any differently than I ever would have wanted it to. Um, as far as, uh, so that's for people to even think of doing something as far as the people that are signed up for it. Uh, the, as far as physically, I would say, get that time on your feet, get that time on your joints. Um, give your body the things it truly needs. Not your body doesn't need caffeine. Your body needs, um, energy, get the energy from other things besides just all the process stuff. Um, being a larger man, I needed that more than ever. And it worked for me. Um, make sure you have, everybody's got advice and there are forums. I mean, I even see it on the G2G team page, people asking, Hey, what kind of shoes are everybody wearing and stuff? And you could take those suggestions, but go out and use this gear. Try it out on your body, man. I mean, listen, the pack I used was a buddy of mine's who did this. He was 40 pounds less than me. The pack is not meant for somebody big like me. It was only a 20-liter pack, which my size, I should have a 35-liter pack. I had this 20-liter pack, and it didn't fit me well until I cut the pack weight and cut the items down and what I packed and what I brought, that didn't fit me perfectly. It was too tight and too uncomfortable. My water bottles were like in my ear because it was so tight that things didn't sit right. My my front pack was like down past my waist instead of in the middle of my chest because I couldn't close the clasp because I was so wide, you know? Um, I would say um, embrace the challenge. There's going to be darkness, there's going to be pain. The reward is worth all of it. If you could just get yourself your body will give up before your mind does. Your mind waits. Your body can push through more than you think. I'm sorry. Your your mind will give up before your before your body does. So, I said it wrong. Um your body is so capable of doing so many things and being at extreme conditions. That's why like I didn't need to have 4,000 calories a day for me, even being a larger man. I had the 2,000 required every day, and they were just smarter calories for me and what my body needed, really test out the food, you know, give it a test run. You don't have to do it for a week, but make sure you're used to your food. And these are all things, honestly, that Colin and Tess and the whole race, they encourage this on their own. Um, they are wonderful in getting everybody prepared. Um, I didn't take their advice in previous years. I did what I thought I should do. But I really took every took their advice and adapted it to what was best for me. And that's why um, I was successful this year. So um, be prepared that you're never going to feel – you're probably never going to do anything like this um, ever in your life. Unless you're like my good friend Leanne who's done this successfully four times she's done this four times in a row successful i mean talk about an inspiration who wouldn't finish this race doing it with that woman you know um so i would tell you get the time on your feet i would tell you really look at the foods and where you're getting your calories from and take the supplements that your body really needs it's not just protein replenishment, protect your joints, protect your ligaments, take things that'll keep you loose and not cramping. I, like I said, I didn't cramp once, not once, not when we stopped, not when we sat down, I didn't cramp once. Um, and I, I really think that the diet and being lighter, um, I was already eating healthy before we went out there. Um, I carried it into being you know, it's not really the healthiest way to eat when you're out there because you're such a deficit and basically malnourished when you're out there. Um, you know, uh, I would say get yourself right, um, nutritionally first, and then, um, you're going to need to be to, uh, eat the right things out there and then complete the race and have the success of, uh, getting that belt buckle.
1: Awesome. That's great. Frankie. Thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Derek. Thank you so much. I hope it helps. I hope,
0: Hope they get another 50 people just like me to sign up for this race, watching this video. Um, Really get out there. uh, Challenge yourself. Um, You'll never do anything tougher than this. So I appreciate everything it's brought me. I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of our team. I'm proud of me and Leanne. Um, We were a team of 10, and we ended with a team of two. So can't be more proud.
1: Yeah, there you go. man. Maybe we'll see you out there for the fourth time then. I don't know, man.
0: I might have hung everything (laughs) up. There's a video Leanne and I posted a while ago. She just reposted it where we threw our shoes out. I think I'm done, man. I think I'm done. But I'll always be an advocate. I'm also going to say this, and I don't know if you want to use this or not, Derek. In previous years, I would have talked people out of doing this race. I mean it. I didn't want anybody I cared about to go out there and do this race because of what it did to me. And I know it's convenient because I completed it this time. You got to go out, go out there and challenge yourself, man. Go out there, do this. Um, I would have even changed my tune last year, even know I didn't complete it. Go out there, achieve this. Um, give it a shot. You'd be surprised what you can do. So, the last bit of advice I got, brother.
1: Awesome. That's some perfect, perfect advice to wrap up on here. There you go, man. Derek, I appreciate you, man, so much. Yeah. Thanks, Frankie. And have a good day and uh, enjoy that uh, beautiful winter weather. Oh,
0: whatever, man. I'm so (laughs) jealous. Get out of here, man. I appreciate you, brother. Take care.
1: All right. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Later, Val.